Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project. I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Brian Dewhurst. Thank you so much, Holly, for that wonderful intro. Every time is spot on. We have an amazing guest for you today. His name is Brett Appleton, and he is one of the coolest guys you'll meet. We get those kind of people on the show. He went to University of Iowa as a graduate of business. Uh, He's been in retail, he's been in banking, and now he's currently in mortgages. And by the time this airs, he'll be married to the love of his life, Kenzie. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Really excited. Um, Love talking about this stuff and uh, love what you guys do. So what he's talking about is Airbnb. The reason why we reached out to Brett is because he is an Airbnb ninja. That's what we're going to call him today. Um, We want to talk through the transaction and what I get so excited about is he wasn't really thinking that he would ever get into real estate. And once he's got the itch, now he's got two properties and they're both Airbnb. So we want to talk a little bit about each one of those transactions. And we want to dive into the numbers of why this is profitable and how he got into it. I think he also shares a really cool perspective because he is a mortgage. That's what he does every day is help people get mortgages. And so maybe a little bit of pearls or nuggets that he can show, tell people of how they can get into something like this um, and, and get their feet wet in real estate. So first question, let's just start at the University of Iowa. You're a Hawkeye. Did yep. you ever think when you were in college that you wanted to come out and have real estate as part of your investment portfolio? Not at all. Um, it, it started out as more of, hey, I wanna obviously have a house just like everybody else has that dream of having a house. Um, my idea was, hey, maybe I'll grab a couple roommates and they'll help pay my mortgage, um, save a little money. That was pretty much my goal out of college. And um, it definitely, Spin spun into something that I never thought I'd be excited about and love to do, and um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Flash forward, his future is that he would just own a portfolio of these Airbnbs and rentals, and that would be his whole income. In his, his like three to five year goal. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's yeah. interesting. Going from I'm never going to do it, so yeah. there's a reason why. Yeah, right. So let's flash forward. You've gone through a couple jobs. Were you renting at that time when you decided, like, I want to get into the real estate? Yeah. So, obviously, you know, every kid comes out of college and is like, oh, you know, I want to get a house and do all this stuff. Well, then life hits you in the face and you realize, I've got bills. I've got this. I can't save up this much money for a down payment and all this other stuff. And so, you know, go by five years and you're like, okay, got, you know, my girlfriend at the time. Now it's my fiance, you know, going to be a wife by the time this airs. And, I said, you know, let's get a house, you know, let's start doing this. Like I said, I always had the idea of saying, hey, let's get a couple roommates. Well, what girl wants to move in and get a couple (laughs) roommates right away? So not awesome. Yeah. So she wasn't really excited about that. So then I started thinking, okay, how can I do this? So I thought, hey, how about a duplex? Let's get something. We'll have renters on the other side, help pay the mortgage. And and she was on board. Um, So so we started looking at that. And then um, 
at the time her father was actually started doing Airbnb in Altoona, which is a little suburb around just outside of Des Moines. Yeah. And we saw the amount of money he was making. And I was like, he's in Altoona. Like, how is he making that <laughs> yeah. much money? Who wants to be in Altoona? Yeah. And so then we started looking at the numbers ah. and, oh, and we were just like, wow. Okay. And I was a little, to be honest, you know, talk about the nerves. I was like, I don't know about this. I didn't know the numbers. I didn't look at and say, Hey, you know, who's, how much are people making? I like the idea of having residual income every single month from a full-time renter. Um, and kind of the old way. Yeah. The old yeah. way of always yeah. looking at, Hey, Oh yeah, this is a great investment. Get into it and, and you're done. Yeah. Um, and Kenzie, you know, bless her was really kind of like, you know, let's give it a try. So I said, all right, you know, even if we try for six months and it doesn't work out, sure. okay, we still have a full-time runner. And so then we got into it and it was probably the best decision we've ever made. Yeah. And I think that is a very, it's a low barrier entry. Once you get the property, why not try it? Like you can always like, well, let's go a different route. Um, what are the pros and cons versus a full-time renter, steady renter versus Airbnb? Like, Let's go to the pros of having just a straight renter every month. Uh, it's consistency. Yeah. Um, chances are there's going to be a lease that's signed. Yeah, you don't. And, and then I say with full-time renters, you don't really have to worry about it. You pretty much set it, hopefully for 12 months, maybe every once in a while you have to fix something, something like that. You don't have to touch the property. You shouldn't have to worry about it. As long as they're paying the rent, you just kind of leave it alone. That's yeah. that's the pros. Um, it's, it's minimal work. Um, decent steady flow of cash flow yeah um cons you know what if they trash it what if they're bad renters squatters yeah what what if they don't pay their rent and you know in iowa are we have weird laws when it comes to people kicking them out get them out of there totally. all that stuff so there's just um there, there's definitely pros and definitely cons um with the airbnb the cons are you don't know when your next booking is going to come. There you go. Um, it's a little bit more money up front. Um, you got to pay for beds. You got to pay for extra furniture. You got to uh, pay for, um, you know, all of the dishes. You got to pay. Because it's fully furnished. It's fully furnished. Yeah. I mean, you're talking towels, paper towels, toilet paper. Great point. Um, everything. So it's a little bit more money up front. Investment. Yeah, up front. a little more investment up front. Um, uh, just to give you an idea, the, the house we just bought. Um, it took right this around is your second house. Yeah, second house. Sorry. Yeah. For yep. the second house. Um, cause the first house I didn't keep as track of well cause it's the first one. And right. Then, um, the second one I kept a lot better track and we, we dropped about five grand in furniture. Um, so, you know, you're talking a little more investment than the regular guy sure. when he goes and just says, Hey, I'm going to have a full-time runner. They bring in their own furniture and, and you're done. Uh -huh. um, so that was a little bit different in, in that aspect. Now also the pros is that you can change the, basically the rate and whenever you want. Now, unless you have a person that's going to stay there for three months and you had that as your first Airbnb. Yep. But for the most part, you can be like kind of a hotel where you can change the rates. Like let's say there's a big venue coming on or coming up. You might be able to bump those rates up. So that's a plus. Um, I would say maybe the, the negatives is that you have to clean it mm -hmm. more. Yep. Um, yep. There's a little more um, time aspect there when um, you, you have to, pull sheets, do laundry, um, get your clean, you know, if you don't have a cleaning lady, which we do lovely, she's absolutely amazing. Um, so, so that's the, the downside is a little bit more time of your own, uh, of your own spent taking care of the property. Can, I, can we go backwards? Yeah. Oh right. man. We're, uh, we're doing it. 
Because <laughs> I think you hit on something that's really important. Had you and Kinsey stayed at an Airbnb before you considered this? Actually, we had. <laughs> you had not. I had not. not. You had not. I, okay. I had never stayed at Airbnb. Um, like I said, her father uh, had done it and had really good experience. Um, you know, and he kind of walked us through like, okay, the vetting process of how they let people stay there. You know, because sure. it's, it's, it's strangers. You know, people aren't yeah. used to saying. I'm going to open my home up to some stranger to come stay for two days out of the week. Yeah. He had a proven process. Yeah. The, the reason I asked this is it seems like a lot of people have stayed at an Airbnb, but it's a, almost a foreign concept to like open their own home up to Airbnb. It seems like there's a barrier there. So anyway, I just wanted to hit on that. Yeah. Very much so. I so know what's this process? I got to talk to it because that's going to yeah. be important for our listeners who are thinking about getting in this. What is this process to make sure he's getting in good people to come into his Airbnb? Yeah, it, the nice, your process. Yeah, the nice thing is, is is Airbnb or whether you use um, another website is VRBO. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people use that as well. Um, do you have? Are you on both? I, I was. I just do Airbnb now. Okay. Um, and I can talk about that too. Why I chose one yeah, or the other yeah. from my side. Um, but there's both. You can, you can put both. You're on there and you get bookings from both sides. Um, nice thing is, is they, they do all of the processing for you. Mm. So I don't have to worry about payments. I don't take credit card numbers. I don't hold the deposit. I don't hold any of that money myself. I just get paid. Um, and, and they do all the background checks. But and, that costs money, right? A yep. percentage of what? And yep. what is that? Yep, it's right around eight to ten percent. Okay, um, which you know, is healthy. Which is which is healthy from their side. Um, you know, they take a they take about eight percent from me, um, and then they also have a fee that gets added on to the 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 renter, the renter side. So there's they're, they're taking a little bit of cut from both, um, and then they have a little payment processing fee or something like sure. that. But um, it's about eight to ten percent. Gotcha. Wait, I want to go back to the so, process. Oh, the process. Oh, go to the process. Yeah. So, so like I said, is is a lot of them get vetted through Airbnb. So I myself, I don't have to look up any of their information. I don't have to do background checks. I don't have to do credit checks. Whereas, kind of a con of sometimes when you own that rental property yeah. is you have a renter who applies to stay at your place. I don't know what their work history is. I don't know what their you know. Do they have good credit? Do they pay their bills? They do all this stuff. So you may have to do a light credit pull on somebody. You may have to, hey, give me work references. Hey, you know, so you have to do a little bit more upfront work. Sure. With Airbnb, I, I have so far trusted them mm-hmm. to, to do that background check for me, and it's, and it's worked out very well. That okay. I've, um, and they and, have filters, right? Yeah. Like okay. you can kind of like set the parameters that people you're willing to accept. And very also, much. I think another safety net is that you rate them, they rate you. Mm-hmm. So you can see maybe if somebody has a history of trashing things, you will know. Now, if they don't have any history of Airbnb and they're coming in, I mean, that's also a risk. Yeah, it's it's definitely a risk. Um, and I have the ability to decline somebody if I want. If I if I feel like, hey, I, you know, I looked at some of their reviews or you know they have zero reviews, they just became a member two weeks ago and they're asking to come, uh, you know, hey, I want to look at your house before I come stay. Yeah. You know, those type of things kind of are red flags, red flags for me to say, and now I'm not doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Or now, so, how does that process go? Is like there a liability to you if you say no, or do you just, ah, it's, we're busy? Mm-hmm. Or how does that? Um, you know, different people, I'll, I'll just straight up say, hey, no, we don't allow people to come beforehand. Pictures show it. If you want to know more information, let me know. And that weeds out a lot of people. There's not many people that try to come back at me. Yeah. Um, I've only had a couple instances where you can definitely tell it was 
some sort of scammer. Um, sure. Somebody saying, "Hey, I want to send you a, a personal check." Yeah. And and which and, is a big no no. Which is a big no oh, big no no. It's all credit cards, debit cards. Um, it, you have to payment process that way because they have to verify to that protect. the yeah they have to verify that that's a real credit card that you're a real person and that they can they oh. can process that payment. And so for me, that that I like yeah. uh, that that side of being able to protect myself. Um, as well as, like I said, that they hold a deposit for me. So if I ever have a, you know, something wrong, something gets broken, something's, you know, bad, I can make a claim through Airbnb to say, Hey, I want to get reimbursed for this. Um, and then there's a process involved wow. with that for me getting uh, reimbursed for my stuff getting broken. Um, unlike full-time renters, yeah, you hold the deposit, then you're responsible for getting that back to them and all that stuff. That's handled by Airbnb. Airbnb takes care of great. getting them back a deposit if I don't make a claim, all that stuff. Hmm. Okay, v, uh, VRBO versus Airbnb. Um, I became a fan of Airbnb. Um, number one, I, I started getting more bookings from Airbnb. I don't know if it was just more popular in this area. Um, number two was um, VRBO has an option where they allow you to pay up front for a full year's prescription to their website. Um, so for me, when I was running both, I first started, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get enough bookings to make mm -hmm. it worth my investment to, to pay sure. your upfront full year. Yeah. So I decided to do just, hey, I'll pay a percentage, just like Airbnb does. And then maybe the next year, I'll, I'll look at, at doing the full year prescription. Um, and then I was doing that full year and I was still getting more Airbnb, more Airbnb, a few VRBO. And then they came back to me at uh, such a time and they said, Hey, you're not doing enough bookings. Um, you either have to pay your prescription or we're cutting you off. Wow. Jeez. And I said, well, <laughs> okay. all right, well, this made my decision very easy. So I've just been doing Airbnb ever since. And um, what was that so fee for VRBO? Um, it was, they do, it, it's been going up. Um, at the time it was like 400, 450 bucks. Okay. Which that's was significant, which though. is which isn't too bad, right? But you'll get it over a year. But yeah, you look over a year. It was like, okay, I'll probably get my money back. Right. But if I continue to get all Airbnb, yeah. who's only taking the eight to ten percent, versus paying four hundred dollars and not no. getting my my investment back to say, hey, this is now saving me money. Yeah, I right. see it both ways. But yeah, I, I see that's good. All right, so let's go to numbers. I want to know the numbers. First transaction, you go in. What kind of house were you looking at? What kind of ballpark? Yeah, we, we were looking at a duplex and we wanted to stay somewhere below 175. Okay. Um, which now in the Des Moines market would probably be very hard to do. Yeah. Um, it's just been going up and up and up. Um, and so we, we got with a real estate agent. I've never bought a house before. So um, that's a whole other process that if you know any sort of knowledge, Go there. You can go there. I, I, I believe, know where you're going. I believe you can buy it yourself. Thank yes. You. Okay. Um, um, so that's my personal opinion. Um, I felt like the, the person that, that I did it with great guy really does a good job for somebody who doesn't know how to do that process. Go get a real estate agent. They'll help you. They can do all that. Somebody who has some sort of idea, try it yourself, save yourself some money. Anyways, save the buyer. Money. Yeah. Save the buyer money and the seller money, right? All it's all yeah. everyone's saving. Yeah. All that stuff. So anyways, so we started looking, um, and I actually, we found the house ourselves. Um, I was just, you know, doing a lot of research found this one and it only had pictures on the outside. So I was like, man, like I, I just want to go look at this. You know, it was in our price range. Um, it was priced right at about 165. Um, so all right, let's go take a look. Um, and, and we got to take a look at it and the downstairs, it was like that moment where we both walked in and we're like, we love it. 
Um, it had like the hardwood floors, um, the fireplace, you know, like a and were you fireplace. Thinking, you were thinking about Airbnb yep. at this point. Okay. Yeah, at this okay. point, we're, we're already on like, hey, this is what we're going to try to do. Okay. Um, this is our plan. And so we looked at it and we're like, you know, tile floors in the kitchen. It wasn't like last five years, but it was still tile yeah. in the kitchen and the bathroom and everything was pretty painted nice. And we're like, okay, this is, this is awesome. Go upstairs. It hadn't been touched in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, still hardwood floors, still a lot of the character, still all this right. stuff, but outdated. Yes. Um, so those renters that were upstairs were leaving. So they, they knew that was going to be open. So it was perfect for us because we wanted somewhere to live. Um, the renters downstairs were on month to month. That was also perfect for us. Sure. So um, started going through a couple different processes of uh, kind of a long story, but trying to do like a, a renovation loan mm-hmm. process took too long. It was not a great experience. And so we went away from that. Um, eventually um, got some help from Kenzie's parents to say, hey, that's how much money we have we want to get to 20% down because we're tired of doing these construction loans. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to use our own money to do the renovations. Um, they loaned us the money, the 20% down. Um, we went to that transaction and um, it, over this renovation loan, about four month process, it was really long and aggravated, but we finally got the house. <laughs> um, so right away we go in, redo the hardwood floors, paint all the rooms, um, do, do just a bunch of different stuff on the upstairs. Sweat um, equity. Yep, yep. A lot of that stuff. Um, and then had to tell the downstairs runners that we're not going to send you a lease, mm. um, which was also a tough conversation because the sellers had told them they were. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways, okay. so, so that was a tough conversation. But anyways, so uh, we get them out and um, we did our, we finally got it open. We closed in August and finally got it up after we got the renters out and everything uh, in about October um, for what open up year Airbnb. Sorry, um, 2016. Okay, so you're three years in. Or second, two years Two in. years in, yeah. yeah. We're just about a full two years in. So got it up going October of 18. Now, backtrack a little bit. When we knew we were buying this a duplex and doing Airbnb, we started knowing, hey, we're going to need two sets of everything because we have this duplex. Yeah. So we started going Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, just collecting furniture for mm-hmm. months. Um, and the main, the only thing we bought new was beds smart. And, and sheeting and, and, smart. and that yeah. stuff. Everything else is used. Yeah. You know, it's going to get used. You know, it's going to get, there's no point in spending. You could easily spend 20 grand on new furniture sure. and, and it's just going to get used mm-hmm. for everything. Can we frame it real briefly yep. where your house is? This is Des Moines, Iowa. Yep. Next to Drake university. Yep. It's about, um, Drake runs right off of, 30, 31st street, 30th yeah. street. I'm just off 39th. Gotcha. So I'm just down the street. But um, you're sandwiched between downtown and the university, you know, very similar, I think in a lot of other cities. Yep. Yep. And, and one thing that we loved, um, was just, um, kind of what's around it. You know, there's a grocery store two blocks away, mm. coffee shop right there. Um, there, the library bar, which if anybody knows is uh-huh. known for their nachos. Sure. Um, they're right down the street. <laughs> Um, you know, get two gas stations on the corners, um, really close to the interstate. All those things kind of came to mind when we're thinking, okay, somebody coming from out of state, what would what, what do they need? What yeah. do they need when they stay for Airbnb? What would we like if we stay for Airbnb? Sure. Um, so those aspects kind of came to place yeah. where we wanted to be. Like a little experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. So sorry, back to the numbers. Yep. Um, uh, we ended up getting the house for 155. Wow. Um, which was, we thought oh, wow. was a really good deal. Yeah. Um, 
put somewhere around 14 grand into it. Okay. Between the. That's not crazy. No, which was redoing the hardwood floors, painting. Um, we redid the kitchen. We did tile floor in the, in the upstairs kitchen. Um, you know, redid the bathroom a little bit, stuff like that. So we put about 14 grand of our own money in it. So you're 169. Yeah. Which is under the 175 that you wanted. To yes, yeah. exactly. So, um, and after all this stuff, um, we, we, we also did a backyard renovation last year, um, which was part paid by the business, but, um, total were probably about 174, 173 in. Okay. Um, today's market, um, I, I did kind of a little bit of market balance. We probably could sell it upwards of two, okay. um, for, for, you know, the amount of rent you could get for totally. it and all that stuff. How much Airbnb income are you getting from that? Like, so that particular oh property, um, last year, um, we did right around 30,000. Okay. But monthly, what, so break that down. Um, so it, it monthly, it's kind of hard, um, because of the fact that the summer months are so busy. Um, uh, I mean, Iowa weather in the summertime is your busiest time. So I may make four grand in the, in the summer. I may make 4,500. I may make 2,500. The winter months, I may make 500. I may make a thousand. Okay. Um, but the overall aspect is, you know, you don't spend the money that you, you haven't uh, yeah, you they have to stand out yep. through it. So um, last year we did we did read right about thirty, um, which was Amazing. way which way I would handle your mortgage. Oh, Let's very just much say so. that. <laughs> way over what I thought I would make. Um, you know, and we live for free. I I, I haven't paid yes. a mortgage since we've lived there. Yeah. Um. So I did the numbers. If we just rent our downstairs, let's say we rented that full time, we lived upstairs. At the top, and we probably get twelve hundred bucks a month. So you're talking a yeah. lot more money. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to what we would do if we just rented out full time. Yeah. Um, so that's been huge. Um, um, so fast forward, we we've been able to buy another property. Um, another numbers to give you for this year so far between bookings that have already stayed and that have already booked, we're at uh, just at the forty thousand dollar mark. Between the two. Between the two for the year. Holy cow! And you're halfway through. And we're halfway through. Wow. Now that's people that some have already booked. Yeah. After August, I have one book. Sure. So I still have room. So I have a lot of open dates. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, that may or may not get full. May like, not get full. Yeah. It, it may or may not. So it's not um, a true conversion of like, okay, double what you're making now. Yep. That's what you're yep. My goal is to hopefully hit the 50000 mark by the end of the year. For Jeez. both. For, between the both. Okay. Now let's talk because I don't want to make this like too, like there's yeah. expenses. Yo, very much so. so. So let's talk about the other side of the ledger because you said it is more than like a traditional it's, it, it's a little more time consuming. Um, I did the numbers on average. We spend about 12 hours a month, our own time. Um, which, crazy. which isn't crazy at all. I mean, to make that much yeah. extra money, spend 12 hours a month. I mean, I'm doing the basic things that anybody would do if they owned a house, mow the lawns, sure. um, you know, making sure everything's kept up, doing laundry, that type of stuff. Um, what saves us a ton of time is we have a, a cleaning lady. Um, like I said, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, she actually used to work in the hotels. Yeah. She'll even do like little designs with the toilet paper. Yeah, and, I get it. And, and, and so she's just, just oh yeah, she's <laughs> just awesome. And so, you know, we first found her on Facebook and, um, she's been great. Um, and then, so we, you know, after we got our first, or when we started getting our second property, I just said, Hey, you let me know what you want, what it's going to take to, um, do the new house as well. Good. Um, cause all I'm going to do is I'm just going to put it on as a, um, as a cleaning fee. So let's let you know through Airbnb, you can put on a cleaning fee. Right. Okay. So I'm literally any money I make for my cleaning fee, 
it's passed on to her. It's mm-hmm. the same cost. Sure. Um, and so I just said, hey, what is what would you take you to clean this? I'm gonna put that as my cleaning fee. It's gonna get passed on to you. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so she gave me a number, and it was reasonable. And so we've just been with ever since. And so she does both properties for us now. And you don't want to promote her because you don't. That, well, that, that too. But I mean, <laughs> oh. she, she does do a few other homes. Like uh, since we got her, she now does um, uh, my soon-to-be father-in-law's um, house. When he does Airbnb, he now has picked her up, um, and she does a few other houses. Um, but she she works a lot of mornings, so then. During the afternoon, she just, you know, I tell her, hey, here's keys, go in um, and get it. So, um, yes, back to the expenses. So, I, I have the cleaning lady, um, not only, but, you know, we also have um, extra set of sheets for every bed. Mm. So, for our current house, uh, there's four beds. We've got eight sets of sheets just for that house. Yeah. Um, the new house, we've got um, five queen beds, a full bed, and a bunk bed. Um and we've got extra set of sheets for all those. So you're talking 10, 12, 12 sets of sheets. So there's an expense there. There's expense for towels. You know, we make a Costco run once a month to get paper towels, toilet paper, sure. that type of stuff. Um, but the, the initial investment, like I said, was about 5000 for the new house. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, everything the business is able to pay for. Let's talk about how you finance that second house. Okay. Come on. Yeah. So we are... Um, um, we bought it as a primary residence because we do flip flop a little bit. We'll yeah. stay there sometimes. We'll stay at our other house. So, but as a primary residence, um, uh, the mortgage programs right now, um, uh, go to your local credit unions, find out what you can do. We were able to do an in-house loan, hundred percent financing. Um, I didn't put a single dollar down. Wow. So what they do is they do a 90, what's called a 90, 10, um, a 90 on the front side, home equity with 10% on the backside. Um, and it technically got two payments. Yep. Um, obviously paying for a wedding, all that stuff. We didn't have a lot of money. Sure. Um, you know, a ton of money to put 20% down. So we were able to go in there. Um, I got the sellers to cover a good portion of the closing cost, um, and, and pay for a couple upgrades. So at the closing table, I walked away with a $3,000 check. <laughs> Thank so, you for letting me buy your house. Yes. So I put no money down, paid nothing for closing, and walked away with a $3,000 check to do some upgrades to the house because we wanted new carpet, things like that. Yeah. So we walked out with no money down, all this stuff. Now i got you know, a couple mortgages, things like that, and very competitive rates. They're, I mean, like I said, I'm in the mortgage business. I flipped to the rates, flipped the products. It is it's better than most of the big banks can do. Sure. Um, the reason they can do that is their in-house financing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're holding on that loan. They're not selling it off. Right. So they, they can hold that. Um, so anyways, so then we started doing the same thing as we did with the first house. Craigslist, Facebook marketplace, friends, family, get all the furniture we can. Yep. Um, anybody who's going to be doing this, do not go out and buy new. Um, we've got free couches before we've got a couch set for 50 bucks. That's mm-hmm. in great shape. Um, yeah. tables, silverware, all that stuff. The only thing we usually buy brand new is the beds. I ethically don't think it's right for somebody, yeah. For, yeah. for somebody to, to sleep on a, on a, on a mattress that's been slept on for the last five years. Bed bugs. Yeah. Bed bugs, all that stuff. And then brand new sheets, towels. Yeah. That type nice of stuff. stuff. Nice, yeah, yeah. Nice stuff. Um, doesn't have to be the top of the line, but just something somebody's like, Hey, wow. it's, it's hotel quality or it's above. Sure. Um, um, and so those are the things and I said, it's just a little over five grand is what we put into it of our own, my own money. Yeah. Um, 
how yeah. how much scrutiny would the banks get to make that your primary residence? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what how, what do you have to do to show that? Um, it's got to make sense. So if you go to a lender and say, I'm doing, uh, let's say you were going from a single family house to a duplex, they're probably going to be a little suspicious right. of that saying, all right, hey. it's, it's an investment property. We know, we understand yeah. what you're doing here. If you go from, hey, we have a duplex, you know what? We're trying to get out of this duplex. And we want to go to family. Yeah, we want to go to a single family house. They don't bat an eye at it once. Um, so it's got to make sense. Um, I'm not, you know, don't lie to them. It, there, our, our true plan is that we are, you know, living between the two. So it technically, we're spending a lot of time there, spending a lot of time here. So yeah. technically, is yeah. you know, technically our primary. But here's um, the other thing I'd say is, I think so many people are conditioned to just like bow down to the banks. Very much so. And two, from a risk standpoint, they want good loans. And so the better loan they give you, the less risk they have, mm-hmm. right? Like now you're in a better financial position. You're getting extra cash flow. You have another asset. Mm-hmm. You're in a better financial situation with the way they constructed that loan versus like, no, you're not doing that. We're yeah. making you pay an extra percent yeah. or we're not going to mm-hmm. do this. Bring 20% to closing. Mm-hmm. Now you're kind of bent over. Yeah. Now to go back a little bit. So as I said, with the first house, we put 20% down with the help of um, mm-hmm. uh, my fiance's now wife's family. Um, and we were able to, the same company that we financed our second house with went to them for a, uh, second mortgage Say, Hey, like, you know, we want to get them paid back. I don't like owing people money, especially sure. family. Um, even though they're great, they wouldn't say yeah, about totally. it. I just, I just don't, yeah, I just don't I like it. Wise. So I went to them and they're like, Oh yeah, we can do hundred percent financing. We'll put a second mortgage on here and we can go up to whatever it is you need to pay them back. Okay. Great. Great. So they did it and it's on, you know, it's a, it's a five year second mortgage. Well, I'll have it paid off in probably three years less um, Mm -hmm. with, with how much we're making payments on it. So I was able to pay them back. Um, I technically got two mortgages on each house, but I'm still the cash cash flow flow is is way over what my mortgages are. Sure. What's been the biggest like, uh Oh, or, obstacle or challenge that you've had with this Airbnb? Um, sometimes it's um, trying to balance handling the requests with the questions and things like that. Cause I'll be at work and my phone just start, you know, goes off because I get, you know, message updates and things like that. So I'm trying to do my own work. Don't, don't tell my work this, um, do my own work plus take a break and say, Hey, I've got to, I've got to respond to this person. I want to be proactive. Um, you know, it's people, money. It's yeah. Like money oh, yeah on it's, your phone. Exactly. It's, it's, it's constant you know, very easy with the technology. I'm able to respond within five minutes, if not less. And people, people love that. I mean, if you are ultra responsive, they love that. I mean, if you take, you know, they, they message you at eight o'clock in the morning, you don't get back till eight o'clock at night as any business that people don't like that. Um, So if you can be ultra responsive, which this type of process makes it very easy for you to be ultra responsive. Um, So that's been kind of the headache because people will ask, just ridiculous questions. Um, Give me an example. Um, craziest questions. I don't. I don't have a clue what this could be. Uh, I'm trying to think. People. People ask. Um, I, I don't want to rent your house. I just want to rent it for about an hour. Okay. It's, it's like. It's like. It's like. I uh, no. Um, <laughs> you know, or you know, people ask like, you know, people who maybe not have stayed in Airbnb before. They're like, do we have to bring our own blankets? Do we need our own pillows? Oh, do we need this stuff? Cabin? It's like. It's like. Yeah. It's like no, it's fully furnished. You're going to have everything, bring your food, bring whatever you want, but that's all you need to bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
um, the, the greatest that I loved actually was we actually had um, somebody do a wedding ceremony at our downstairs. No you know, way. Swear to God. Wow. A wedding ceremony. They're like, uh, they're like, hey, we just want a space that we can do a quick ceremony with family and friends and have like a little reception down there. And, and they're like, well, you know, we'll do the two-day booking because we'll come in Friday night, stay wow. Saturday night afterwards. Wow. And they were taking, it was so crazy. They were like in their full wedding dress, full tux, doing pictures outside and all this stuff. Wow. It was just, it was just wow. super cool. So do you have a minimum of you have to stay two days? Two nights. Okay. So, two um, two nights. Yeah. yeah, two nights. I, I don't like to do one night, yeah. uh, mostly because I still have to pay my cleaning lady to come. Mm -hmm. So I know you're going to pay for that, but the time and the money is just yeah. not as much. Yeah. You know, yeah. two nights is like perfect, makes it worth my time to switch all the sheets, do laundry, take yeah. the time to clean the place yeah. and, and, and do that. So for money-wise, I always do two nights. I have a lot of people that ask for one night. Um, Sorry. And I'll straight, I, I, I'll straight up come back to say that's fine, but it's going to be more money. It's got to be worth yeah. the money for me to do it. Most people don't like that because it ends up being more than a standard hotel. Yeah. So, um, so typically I don't. What's your rate like average? Um, for the, for the new house, um, weekends were about three seventy five a night. Okay. Um, we can, but it's a much bigger place. We, right? we can house up to 16 people. Yeah. Um, I've got, I got beds for 13 to sleep in, um, then couches, air mattresses, yeah. whatever. Um, the other house we are at, um, about 200 a night, um, four beds, uh, sleep up to about 10, Jeez, um, between great. the beds I can sleep eight and then couches, air mattresses, I say another 10. Um, wow. I've had up to 12 down there before, but it gets kind of tight. Does he get allowed upstairs? Is that annoying? We've only had a couple times, you know, when people come home drunk from the bars, mm -hmm. you know, slamming doors, things like that. That's really the only thing that we, we've heard because it, it's an older house. So it, it bangs and it almost shakes the house. Yeah. Um, so Did you ever give a bad review? On um, I, <laughs> great question. I've never given a bad review. Have I wanted to? Yes. Uh, um, there's I, some sort of like psychology. I just about all. Of yeah. That. Unless you really do bad, I, I won't. You're giving them the benefit. I'm getting the benefit of the doubt. Um, uh, great what example. made you want to? Uh, great example was I had to make my first claim this last month. Wow. I've, I've in almost two years. I've yet to make a claim. That's amazing. That was the, my first one. It's for a hundred dollars. Sure. Um, so I was a little frustrated. We came in and there was just typically with Airbnb, you need to respect it like it's your own house. And so yeah. there was stuff everywhere, wrappers, water bottles, an apple with a bite taken out of it, just sitting on the nightstand, yeah. um, an apple found underneath one of the beds, just weird, just weird stuff. They were there for three nights. They filled my trash can. They, I don't know if they had like a wedding party there or what they filled the trash can and furniture was moved and things like that. And so we're starting to put the house back together and my, my couch wasn't where it was sitting. I'm like, why would they move this couch? I, whatever. Okay. So I started pushing it back. There's a stain on the carpet. Mm. They had made, well, I think it's curry. Um, something had that, oh. that yellowish oh, color God. to it and a stain. Um, somebody had gotten sick in one of the bedrooms on the side. Wow. They didn't clean it up. Okay. So that for me was just like, it was just more disrespectful than anything yeah. else. Yeah. So I put a claim in and said, I told her, told her from like, Hey, I, this is what happened. The house is in pretty bad shape, blah, blah, blah. Well, she had booked it for her family. Family's telling her, Oh, we left it in great shape. We cleaned everything. Mm. We cleaned everything besides just not vacuuming. And, and I'm like, no, no, that's no, not true. So I said, I said, you can still give your family the benefit of doubt, 
I just want to pay for the carpet cleaning and a new set of sheets. So I put, I didn't go overboard. I said, here's a hundred bucks. Will, will you and pay Airbnb us? then goes after the person that rented it. So for money. Yeah. So actually the way that works is I put in the claim, they have the ability to accept it. Okay. If that person says, all right, yeah, I, I, own it. I, I own it. All right. I'll pay that. It's done and over with. I get my money. Mm. If they deny it, then I send pictures. There's an investigation. It goes through all that stuff. Yeah. So luckily she said, yep, go ahead. You know, I understand. I, I'm not going to, I just got married. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, you know, fight with my family. That's fine. And you know, family's telling me, Oh, you should, you know, you should eat them up on, on Airbnb. Rather, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, just not gonna, I'm just not going to leave yeah. any review. Yeah, I just yeah. don't feel, I just didn't feel right about it. Especially because it might not even been heard. Exactly. Yeah. It was, she just got married. She got, it's like, yeah. hey, I'm going I'm to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so that's the worst thing is just sometimes coming in and seeing how somebody's, you know, trash the house. Sure. But if you look back on, if you have full-time renters, they can do the same Still thing. Paying, and you wouldn't know it for two would, years. Yeah, you would, yeah, you yeah. would know it for six months to a year yeah. and, and things get past repair. Um, what, what would you tell our listeners? What would be like your words of advice or your encouragement for those who are kind of thinking about looking over this cliff of rentals and Airbnb? Um, just be ultra respective and responsive to people. Um, people, I mean, this, 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 what you're doing is you're typically in like a customer service role. You're, you're mm -hmm. taking care of, mm -hmm. you're like a hotel. Um, and it is going to be more work. It is going to be frustrating. People are going to, you know, leave cigarette butts outside. Sometimes people are going to do things that you're like, wow, that's really? super. Yeah. Why would you do that? But you have to think of the fact that, okay, people aren't, not everybody's is like you. Not everybody's going to be respectful. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to keep the same as you are. That's part of running this business is, sure. is you have got to be understanding of things that are going to happen and then you deal with them and you move on. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's number one is, is, is you have to be a, a people person, um, in a relationship, me and Kenzie, I am very, she's sweetest girl in the world, but I'm the person that deals with everything. I'm the one that deals with the customers. I deal with Our the questions because yeah. you know, you know, she just gets stressed, you know, she's doing yeah. planning a wedding, do all this stuff. She had to deal with Airbnb as well. Yeah. I, I think it would be awful. So I, I deal with it all. And, and, and I think, if you are in that, you have to be that type of person that can handle that, that, that stress of thicker skin. Yeah. Yeah. Thicker skin, be able to handle the stress of, all right, I got this Airbnb. I got my own stuff going on. I've got this because it, it is different than a normal rental property. You know, if, if we had a full-time renter in there right now, I would be dealing with it sure. at all. Um, but I'm, but there's stuff that's like, Hey, I had a, a booking come in last night for yesterday. So they, you know, you've got to be like, oh, okay, I got to go over the house, make sure everything looks okay. Mm. Get them instructions, forget the keys. Plus I'm doing my, you know, I got my own stuff I'm dealing with. So sure. there's, there's a little bit more time in there, but I mean, the money, I mean, I was, I think I'm like, I made $1,200 for three days. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to okay. go over there. Okay. I, I can do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Is that, ah, oh, shoot. I didn't, you know, so there's, you also think that, you know, money doesn't rule everything, but. Okay, I'm, I'm putting a couple nice. extra hours in, yeah. and I'm gonna make twelve hundred dollars. Like, all right, I'll, I'll you put through it. You know, you, you put through this. You put through a lot more in your own jobs than you do with oh, with, with Airbnb. <laughs> your own jobs are a lot more stressful. Like, a lot it's, more stressful than what this is. So many people <laughs> say that, like, I couldn't do that with real estate, or it's so much work. It's like, how much work are you doing right now? <laughs> the one thing I wanted to hit on too, 
is kind of the Kinsey thing, but also I, we call it like family economics where, you know, so many people are looking at different ways to make money and you've got this guy, your future father-in-law, who's got this idea. What's it been like as, you know, entering into their family still, uh, you're not married, but what's it been like for you and Kinsey in that relationship of just learning about another way to make money and, and kind of mastering that together? Yeah, it's been super great, especially when, you know, we're on the same level. Um, definitely, if you're going to get into this, you need somebody who's going to be on board. Mm -hmm. um, you can't, in my opinion, you can't do this and think that, oh, I can do it and, and, and maybe she doesn't like it, but, you know, she'll, she'll get over it. Any little time that you have a problem, that person's going to be upset about it because they're not on board with it. Mm. As soon as they get on board, something comes up. Okay, whatever, you know, we'll deal with it, you know, because she wants to do it just as badly as you mm -hmm. do. Sure. Um, and then growing this has is, is really brought like me and her parents, we have a great relationship. It's brought us even closer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll sit down with her dad and we'll talk about, you know, you know, what'd you do with this week in Airbnb? You know, what have you been doing differently? Cool. What have you found? Um, what events are coming up? Would you, you know, like he may get a booking for such an event that we didn't know was going on in Des Moines. And I'll be like, oh, well, that's coming up. Okay. Well, maybe I need to, you know, wash my pricing a little bit. And, and do that. So, um, you know, he's, they've helped us out with our properties. Sure. I, we've in turn helped out with them. Yeah. Um, and it's sure. been just a, a super growing thing. And sometimes uh, we don't always agree on the things that he may do or that they him and his wife may do. And so we do it differently. Yeah. You, they don't have okay. to do everything the same. Sure. Like, yeah. like we talked about before, find out what works for you and, and go do it. Not mm -hmm. everything's going to be right for you. Maybe investment in properties isn't right for you. Right. Doesn't mean you, you know mm -hmm. some other type of investment that you guys are covering on the show isn't going to help them or sure. make them want to do it. So totally. figure out what's going to work for you and what you guys can grow together. How do they? How do our listeners get a hold of you? And like, how do they look at your properties? Uh, yeah, definitely can go on Airbnb as well as I put them up on Facebook. Um, Brett Appleton, um, look for Des Moines, um, and, and I've got our properties up there. Um, so there's technically you'll you'll see three listings. Um, so we do do our current house that we live in, we do the downstairs, plus we do the whole house. So there's times that we'll rent the whole house, even our own stuff, and, and you know, we stay at the, the new house. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have the new house listing. Nice. So there's a total of three listings that they can book, um, and, and, and they can find me on there. Um, I, I don't do Instagram, I don't do any of that stuff. So, <laughs> um, so, so definitely you can look us up, look at our properties. Um, we like I said, love having new people, love hosting. Um, I, you know, we have different events from weddings to family get togethers mm -hmm. to, um, you know, sadly, you know, funerals, um, mm -hmm. you know, had a family book last minute because, um, you know, um, a family member had somebody pass away mm -hmm. and they're coming to town, you know? Yes. And so if you can be, you know, it, always being, you know, very sympathetic and things mm -hmm. like that, if you can have something that's very nice, that's comforting, that feels like home when they're not sure. at home, it is, it's mm. nice, uh, which I, I love doing. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a great feeling. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom. I think a lot of people will get a lot of good stuff out of this. And I think even push people towards like, yeah. let's try it. Like what's the worst that can happen? When you look at real estate and the different ways to monetize real estate, I think this Airbnb mechanism is the safest and easiest way to kind of tiptoe into owning real estate. Um, very much so. Like I said, it's, it's, I'm able to maintain my property and, and I may have it for two, three years and it's going to be in better shape than if I had a full-time renter in there yeah. for two, three years because of the fact that 
any small issue is able to get fixed right away. Right. Whereas some people that let properties go and, and then right. those things could have been a very easy fix turns into a large fix. Sure. So um, uh, that for me is, is, has been a big part. Yeah. Super huge wealth of information. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Brett. Um, You've been listening to yeah. the Uncommon Life Project. I am your host, Phil Ramsey. And I'm Brian Dewhurst. We are with the Uncommon Wealth Partners. If you have any questions, please reach out to us via an email at philip at uncommonwealth.com or brian at brian, B-R-Y-A-N, the correct way to spell it. Thank says, you. Thank you. At uncommonwealth.com. We are here for you. We're encouraging you guys to take control of your finances and really be uncommon. Thanks again, Brett. Thanks, Thanks Brett. guys. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.